0: This is the CC Radio Podcast.
1: It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, and another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out.
0: Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly. You can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Donna, and Donna had an absolutely terrifying Yowie encounter in the Australian Kimberley in the early 80s. Now, some of the listeners may recognize this story from our very, very special call-in shows that we do in the Believe fan group. So if you want to listen to those, we do those about once a month. So uh, make sure you go onto Facebook and join that. But tonight I want to welcome Donna. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Kate. Nice to speak
0: to you. It's lovely to speak to you again. Your encounter absolutely blew me away when you were – you gave me the short version and it terrified me then. And I am absolutely – it's static that you've come on the show to, to share the full encounter with us. Do you mind going back to the, the start of your encounter all the way back in the early 80s?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, I was travelling um, north northern Kimberley region. I rather not mention the town. Um, situation, I used to ride my bike early in the morning out of town a couple of kilometres south of um, this particular town. I got sick of doing that particular route on a regular route, so I started to go north of town, and it was the main road, Highway 1, um, it was about 5 o'clock in the morning. And um, I finally found the, the main bitumen road because I was going, going on the old dirt track road, and someone gave me directions to the newer road. And the first time I was just riding by at 5 o'clock in the morning, and about two kilometres out of town, they had this small quarry, quarry, and the dogs were just going crazy, and I just kind of ignored the dogs. And <clears throat> I heard this kind of a growl one stage from a distance as I drove past. And I thought, I'll ride my push bike past and thought, oh, that must be a stray dog. That's why the dogs are going crazy. And when I heard that growl, kind of like, I felt really weird. Like, I felt like a vibration just vibrate, but it was subtle. But I just felt really odd and just shrugged it off. So I kept riding my bike Then I went back past that same position. I heard another another growl, just ignored it, shrugged it off. Next day, I did the same thing. The same thing happens again. Come the third day, I'll go out that way and uh, dogs are going berserk. And this time the growls were a little bit closer and the cockatoos were just going crazy, just ducking and diving. Like, you could see where the birds were kind of going from tree to tree. It's like, I never heard anything walk in the tall grasses and we're about like a metre or about a metre above ground on the road looking down type of thing. It's like a high road. And I heard this growl and I just kind of low grutter growl a bit close and I just ignored it. I thought, sure, so that dog's cr- close. I thought maybe it's a dingo. And then, I head back into town, the fourth day, early morning. This one's a really cool morning. Mist just hanging around the grass, just slowly rising up with the sun. And the dogs are after going berserk. And I've got people working the quarry, and you hear the people going crazy. You know, telling the dogs to shut up. And this time, I hear this growl, and it was right next to me as I drove right, pushed by the pushback path. And um, I heard this all growl. I, I can't even describe the growl. It's like a gruff, growl, and a roar. And I just thought, gee, that dog's going to get me. So I just pumped my legs, started riding my bike as hard as I could, and I heard this almighty thump. And, like, something just jumped off the ground up onto the road. And then I hear this thud, thud, thud right behind me, um, riding the bike as hard as I can. But I the third side, I could actually feel it behind me, and it was like it was trying to get behind the bike, but I think the back wheel was in its way. And next thing I heard this almighty growl, because. As it was coming towards me, you to could hear it growl once, twice, and each time it's growl got bigger and roar I can't say that word. But it was like deep and throaty. throaty. And um, <clears> throat> next thing I just heard this growl. And as I just looked over my shoulder, I could actually feel this... I heard the growl and feel this breath on the back of my neck. And as I, as I kind of turned around, it just roared and growled so loud that I just shook off the... No, I was just shaking inside like my... Internal organs was like quivering, and as it was studying the bike was kind of, oh, kind of coming off the ground and hitting the ground. I was riding the bike and I really lost my balance a few times. And I looked over my shoulder, and I just leant forward as this massive hand came down and its arm, forearm, and at the same time, the foot came in stride with its arm. And next thing, I did the other side, of the foot, and it was like coming around the bike trying to grab me. It oh made about. Oh my a um, and when it was coming down, like it was thudding, it, it, it was. I can't explain. As it ran, it you could see because I was looking down at. <laughs> it's fun. I'm looking down at the ground, and I saw this massive feet, and it's in stride with my pedal. So by the time I'm pushing my foot down to move forward faster, the foot in sync with my pedal. That's how close it was, and um, I could see the inside of its leg it had massive feet. Um, It could not, or seemed it couldn't, as it was running flat-footed, it seemed to have no um, flexibility in its ankle, seemed rather rigid. And all the inside of its leg was um, almost bare skin, but it had uh, auburn fur from on the top of its thighs and down the front, and its feet was kind of almost bare. The hands, I'll never forget the hands. When the arm came down to grab my shoulder and I leant forward, um, I saw this massive hand and uh, I can't explain it. The inside of its forearms were pretty thin. The fur on the outside of its forearm was um was all auburn red and brown colour and it's very coarse like um like a horse's hair, like a mane from a horse's hair, but it was short fur like a short haired dog if that makes sense, but with the odd strands of long hair. And its hands were bare, it had massive long Um, fingernails, but the fingernails were like chipped and split all the way down and had dirt all the way down in the cracks and in the nails that you could see it. Um, And as it was growling, I'm leaning forward and I'm just pumping those legs as fast as I can. I knew I was in trouble because every time it growled, I kind of um, almost lost my balance and I felt really nauseous. I just couldn't focus. All I kept thinking to myself Keep moving forward. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. And or I could feel its breath on my neck. I I couldn't smell anything. That was an odd thing. I could not smell anything, but I could see the feel the breath, the warmth of the breath, but see the breath go past my um, eyes because it was a really cold morning that morning, and the sun was coming down. You no, know, the sun was rising up, but kind of coming at an angle, and you, you could just see the breath coming out his um, from his mouth from behind. If that makes sense, because I'm looking at the spot over my shoulder. And uh, oh, how can I have going to say, it? it's really, um, yeah, it's just like every time you ran, the bike just quivered, and I nearly lost my balance. So I'm going as fast as I can. It just kept growling, and every time it growled, I felt like I was going to pass out and get, I was really nauseous. Put that was so nauseous and sick. I wasn't sure it was because I was riding the bike as hard as I could or because of his growling, because I kept miss, missing a skip. My heart was miss, missing a skip of a beat, and um, I just had like, like butterflies, but the butterflies are so nauseating that all my um, internal organs are just quivering. I can't explain it. And this thing kept growling. And I thought, oh, oh this is going to get me. Because by now, it was almost running side by side to me. Like you could see one leg in front of the other, but its legs were kind of getting ahead of... Uh, how can I explain it? When you've got your pedal to your bike, as it was striding, its legs are kind of in front, almost in front, in pace of my front wheel of the push bike. That makes sense. So it's, it's getting ahead of me like almost running beside me, but it's kind of coming around, if that makes sense. So I could see it from the side kind of coming closer. Like you could sense it was trying to work its way around the push bike. I can't work out. I just kept looking ahead. Anyway, as I was riding the bike, some cars came around this massive kind of a blind bend because it got hills. And the first car came and the sun was kind of coming down so I could see her face in the car and the look of shock on her face 'Cause she must have seen what was happening and she just sped past and a car was about two metres behind her and as that car was coming through, as that car was coming towards me, it just growled and it screamed and it just ran into the bush. As it ran into the bush it was um screaming and it was kind of, I can't explain it. It was screaming, at the same time it was kind of screaming, talking, like it was um verbal as in Oh, gibberish, I guess you could say. I couldn't really understand. what you know, It's like gibberish, burble, screaming, yelling, and it growls. The cars went past, and I thought, right, it's time to do my U-turn, so I could have quickly spun the bike around to go back, to follow those cars back in. As I did a U-turn, I turned the handlebar too far, and I went head over um, over the handlebars where I managed to keep the bike standing, but I had one leg on kind of on the ground, one hand on the ground, one leg on the pedal and the bum up in the air. top so i looking down to the ground I kind of look up and as I hit the ground, I kind of yelled. And um, I kind of had the bike, kind of supporting the bike with my legs but on the ground, if that makes sense. And I kind of went, ah! And next thing I heard, was it just went quiet. Because <laughs> you could hear it yelling and breaking through the bush. And as it went quiet, I went, oh, shit. So I kind of looked up and it stopped. And then it just stopped and it growled and looked at me and I kind of, oh... I thought, oh, this isn't good. So I kind of kind of straightened myself up really slowly but not make it too obvious. And as I was halfway standing and I had the bike kind of almost standing up straight and I was kind of standing with the bike kind because of, it was a ladies' push bike kind of in between the legs but almost straight, if that makes sense. Um, I was watching, it was watching me, and then it just kind of turned around and that's when I just couldn't believe the size of it. because like, I'm one meter above the ground on the high road, and it would have been about nine feet. It popped about 30 meters in the in the bush. And as it turned around, it, I can't remember, it just looked at me. And then it kind of snipped in the air and like smacked its lips. It was side on top of the thing, that's face. And then as he turned around, his eyes, the sunlight caught his eyes, so it went like a, a deep orange a light orange or a white kind of a glow and then as his face came face to face and we're looking face on, face to face his eyes just went like a normal colour couldn't quite see it but see the glow in the eyes I felt the light reflecting reflecting off the back of the eyes and um, I just looked at it, looked at me and all I can say is it was huge it just had it would have been about 9 feet tall and when I say like a football player I mean like Very big but very lean, but um, it's very broad across the shoulder. And what really amazed me, it was like across his chest, going down to the V, which he actually had a belly button. I could see the belly button. It was just completely there. But his chest seemed to like to be flushed like a deep, Dark pink across his chest and down to the V of his stomach, where he didn't have any hair. It's really weird. Like it's like a, you know how you get apes um, that have no hair across the chest. It was like that, but he was like this deep red flushed in the chest area. And I also noticed that the sunlight as it on the back of his back across his shoulder. He had like short hair on his arms, and with very lengths of long hair kind of in between the short hair. But the, from his the shoulder down to the small of his back, he had massive long wavy hair, like um, really thick hair, but it was wavy, like a winter coat, I guess you could say, like it was mulching maybe. And that was um, across the back of his shoulders going down to the small of his back. And then from the side of his torso and shoulders, this very short hair. And I could say it was just like he had a, a very um, long torso. So he had a very... A very as you turned around front time, was very V, but with a very long torso from the hips to the um, midriff, and it was just lean muscle, like a thick pack, You know, his torso was just so lean, it was just muscle, just rippling muscle. It's weird, I can't explain it, because cause it was kind of like um, short fur on the side, but as you turned around front time, you had like bare chest, and it came to a V shape where there was no hair, and he just kind of had short hair down the front of his uh, legs, and and you could see, because I knew his legs were kind of – his hair on the inside of his legs thin. That's what was thin as well as inside of his arms when he was kind of chasing me on the push bite. um, What else? Uh,
0: what did his face <laughs> look like? Did you did you get a chance to see any detail on that?
1: Well, the funny thing is – it's going to sound weird. I remember his eyes glowing because the sunlight hit the eyes. So when I say his eyes glowing, it was like the light, light refract, refraction on the back of his um eyes. And his face, like, he had hair on his face, but it was, oh, I have a face Because the funny things, I remember his face, but I can't remember his face. I remember him, like, sniffing the air side view when he's kind of sighted on before he turned around. And it's like he was, like, uh, licking the air and sniffing it, like, smacking his lips gently. And that's like a chimpanzee, but not as a, not as prominent as a chimpanzee when they kind of kick the air. You know how they kind of smack their lips together? Yeah, yeah. But it was, wasn't as prominent But when he turned around face on, all I can say, he looked not like an ape, but not not like a chimp, but not really human. So it was like a, um, how do I say, because that's a hard part. For some reason, I can't really remember his face, but I remember his eyes and the side view of his face. I think I was just so fascinated by his torso and and his fur. And, you know, he was, was just how embarrassing. It was the grass was really tall and I'm kind of, like a metre above ground, above ground on the road and he's about nine feet tall and as he turned around, all I can know is I was so embarrassed because he's really welling down. <laughs> if that makes sense and I just thought this is embarrassing. What do I do? Because I'm only about 19 and this thing is just like, it's the most incredible specimen. It was, had a man, of a, a figure of a man, but not, it was hairy, but okay, like his side, for example, from his torso, he he's very lean and athletic, but from his, um, but down to his to his knees, it was kind of like a really broad, floaty thing into the knees. But then from his knees, his calf muscles went straight from behind his knees almost into his ankles. If that makes sense, so he almost had the same thickness from the calf of his muscles down into his ankles. So pretty thick ankles. So, um, but he was lean. He wasn't fat. If that makes sense. So he had the athletic body of a a sprinter. You know, he had to have the big um, gluteus maximus muscles and the thigh muscles. Yeah, yeah. That makes but he was covered in very short fur. When I say short fur, like a, like a I have American Staffy, a bit longer than American Staffy, but he had the odd flick of odd strands of kind of long hair in between. Um, and that's what caught the light, I think. Um, And like I say, on the, palm, on, on the back of his hands, the hair thinned out and on the top of his forearms, the hair was thinning out. So it's, it's weird because he had like, his hair was thin on the inside. Like he only had any hair on the inside of his arms and legs and it was really hairy on the outside of the arms of the legs, and on top of the forearm, when he went to grab me from behind, the hair was kind of thinning from, let's say, the forearm to the wrist. It kind of thinned out, and his hands were not really hairy on the hands. He, he was like uh, kind of a dark skin, like a kind of a, I'm just trying to think so far. It wasn't it wasn't dark brown. It wasn't black. It was a kind of a in-between colour shade, if that makes sense. Kind of, it's a squig. Not like an ape colour skin, paler than an ape, as in the hand. But what fascinated me was his chest. He just had no hair across his chest, um, muscles going down to his um, belly belly button, and it was just like flushed, deep red pink. And I couldn't see any hair. It was, like it was just vibrant, deep red pink. That's what, That's what blew me. I don't know if he, could he had mange. I don't know. But he was a very healthy-looking specimen. I mean, um, he was aggressive. And this is what amused me. When we kind of stopped and i was kind of straightened myself on the push bike, looking at this creature and thinking, I oh, know it's going to kill me in a minute. It's just looking at me. And as it sees me kind of straighten the bike up, by now I'm trying to get on top of, onto the bike seat. Um, it just looked at me because it's seeing me kind of get on the bike. It had this look and it its head to one side, then to the other. And then it had this absolute disgust look on its face like, oh, you're one of them. <laughs> the facial expression, the facial expression blew me away because it was so aggressive when it was chasing me. But once it worked out what I was, I think what it was. Kindly speaking, for three days it was warning me to get out of his territory. Of course, he here just thought it was a dog, you know, wild dog or a dingo. Not really worried about it, um, but not aware that it was forewarning to get out of its space once it cottoned on what I was, because I don't think it's seen someone ride a push bike out there, I, I don't have seen anyone on a bike before, but once it realised I was human, and, and it realised I was female too, because I had shorts on and I had like a little top and and my shirt was kind of like, you know, I had the waist in that, you could see that, and it was kind of looking at me like it knew I wasn't a male and you know, I think it kind of was trying to work out what it was, that was when it started sniffing the air and kissing the air with its lips kind of smacking the air like it, I like tasting it, I can't explain it, and that's when he completely turned around. And as I kind of – so when he had that look of disgust on his face, like, oh, I like you're one of them, he started walking towards me slowly. That's when he started taking one step and another step. And I'm, and that's when I kind of just got on my bike and another car, I think, came behind and that's when it just screamed again. It just went the berserk. It just yelled, growled, and um, it just ran into the bush and it had its hand, one hand up straight, just smacking the um, – trees, the green sapling trees, they're about like 10 centimetres across some of these and just smack, smacking them like sticks, you know, running through the bush just smacking them, breaking them and the other hand just kind of flowing half up the and just pushing them down and breaking with the other arm and that's when I just took off on the push bike and continued back and the other lady that she saw it happen came towards me and said, did I just see what happened in the car? And I said, yes you did and then she tried to get me in the car and said, no, my bike won't fit in the car and she said, look well, I'll follow you, you follow me, and I'll drive in front of you. So she kind of drove into town with me. Um, but the thing is, as it chased me, what blew me away was when it was growling, and I've never heard a growl. I can never explain. Only from movies. You ever hear a combination of a bear and of a lion and oh, and just only from movies. It's like a combination of a bear, lion, and something, cows and it's and it's when it's when it was growling, it came from the it came from the chest into the deep like really deep throaty kind of growl, but while I was riding my bike i, I kid not kid you not, I nearly passed out because I kept losing uh, my heartbeat my I was losing the beat, my heart kept losing the skip a beat you oh, know what I'm trying to say, my heart was losing and kept losing the beat, I just couldn't breathe, and I couldn't get my rhythm back, my heart rhythm couldn't get a rhythm, and every time it growled, I'd lose my heart rhythm, and I couldn't breathe. My chest was tidying up, and I really thought I was going to just have a heart attack. I thought I was just going to suffocate. I couldn't breathe when I was riding that bike. And I thought, no, it's because you're riding the push bike so hard and so fast, you're having problems breathing. So I thought, just focus, look straight ahead, focus. Meanwhile, this hand's going for me a few times, and by the time, in a couple of seconds, it's almost running side by side to me, as I said. And it was like starting to turn around, turning around to face me, Type of thing so I do you get what I mean yeah but I kind of head I can't explain it because I remember seeing first its hand and its um outside leg and it could feel it egging its way around me each time it kept growling it was right right in my ear for Christ's sake, and the breath was so warm, and I could see this cold breath coming past my face because it was such a cold morning, but the sun was coming up because it's one of those mornings, crisp cold morning, but the sun's warming up that ground and still rising up into the clouds and that type of thing but it was. Right beside me kind of side by side, but then it was turning around to face me. But I kind of kept pumping my, you know, really riding that bike as hard as I could, and as two cars came. I think it would have got in front of the bike and just ripped me off the bike the way it was. But once it realized I was human, I mean the look of disgust on its face amused me afterwards when I think about it. It just had this look like, Oh, you're one of them. Once it worked out what I was, it wasn't impressed.
0: Yeah, but, I uh, I definitely think you were you were lucky that those cars came because I have to be honest with you, Donna, this sounds like one of the most incredible Yowie encounters in Australian history. I mean, you have had an encounter that you can give detail that no one else – I've I've never heard of anyone having a more detailed encounter than this one. It's it's absolutely blowing my
1: mind. I kid you not, it would have got my shoulder, but I just happened to look up. as it, It's weird because as it growls, the first time as it grabbed, because it grabbed three times, by the third time it grabbed, I could feel the warmth of its, its growl on the back of its breath on my neck. And I just happened to glance up. As I glanced up, I saw this hand coming towards me and I went so far forward that it just missed my shoulder. That was the first time when I saw its hand. You know, I saw it there three times. And as it grasped, which grabbed my shoulder, it was clumsy, like it couldn't coordinate safe, like it's weird. It obviously can hunt, I guess, but when it was chasing me, because when it ran flat-footed, it obviously had no flexibility in its foot and I don't think it had the ability to, to kind of grab as quick as it could like you know, like we can. You know how you grab something, and can pull it back? It, as it was trying to grab my shoulder, it was more of a clumsy kind of gras- grasping, trying to grasp my shoulder. Yeah, it, get it
0: may not have had the dexterity that, that us it's, humans it's, have.
1: It's yeah, it didn't seem to have that flexibility in its fingers. It was more like a clumsy kind of... Um, grab cr- crawly kind of like a crawl grab, if that makes sense. Yeah. Very yeah. rigid hand. And it wasn't old. That's what made, it wasn't old. It was, it didn't look old to me, you know. It looked young, didn't have grey hair. It's nice, kind of an auburn brown in the light, that reddy auburn in the sunlight and, and a dark reddy brown colour. And, um, it was fit when it was standing from a distance. It was very lean, very fit, not one ounce of fat. It looked healthy. It looked young. It looked confident. I was in its face, it made it clear that I was in its territory when it looked at me. But like I say, once it kinda of worked out it was female, its attitude kinda of dropped a bit. And once it was female, it was like it was like kind of like I say, sniffing the air and licking it like going smacking its lips together. Yeah. And and, and he didn't even stick it way out, so it wasn't as as prominent but and his face was almost It wasn't as human, it didn't have human features, it had more of like a ape, but not as apey. And um, so, there's the funny thing, I can only remember his eyes and the, and the look of it, tilted its head from side to side trying to work out what it was as I was trying to straighten myself off the road because I kind of fell over the bike. I'm trying to, you know, I can't explain how I fell the bike. I fell over the handlebar, so I had one hand on the ground, one leg sprawled the other way, one leg spread out the other way and the other hand holding up the bike. (laughs) So I was kind of spread out in the middle of the road with the the wheel turned in. And I'm trying to straighten myself up quietly, hoping it didn't notice me, but obviously it had, because when I looked up, it was just side-on turning around. So
0: what was going through your mind when when you stacked the bike, when you're falling down, and why do you think it didn't come back for you?
1: Well, it started walking towards me as I was straightening up to get on the bike, and then another car came and it took off. But... Just yeah, that's what scared me because as I the first thing I thought was oh 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 shit, now I'm in for it. I really thought, fuck, I'm I'm oh, I shouldn't swear, but that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, Oh fuck, I'm in for it now. I'm not gonna this is the last time anyone's gonna see me you know. I just kept calm. I thought there's not one thing you know, when you come across like, wild bulls and things like that or animals, just keep calm. If you move fast, that gets them excited. It's like like when um dogs hunt rabbits. They hunt them because they move fast. You get what I mean. If you move quietly and slowly, it's not um, as um, interesting. That makes sense. So I kind of pulled myself up as slowly as I could, as smooth as I could, as one or two three movements, but not jerkily. And you know, I make sure to make it really subtle yeah. movements.
0: So you think and you falling off your bike kind of took the thrill out of the chase for the creature?
1: Um, no, no, no. What what stopped him chasing me was the two cars coming towards me that drove past. He ran off in the bush, right? And when the cars went past. I did my U-turn, saw off the bike. That's what stopped him from running in the bush because he heard me go ah as I saw off the bike. Because when I lost my balance, I just kind of yelled. You know, you know how you you, you trip and you kind of go ah like that. I kind of did that, and my voice got its attention. And that's when I went oh because as I hit the ground, I looked up. It stopped, and it turned its head, and it looked at me, and then it kind of like sniffed the air and turned half turned its body its torso. Halfway around, looked at me again, and that—that's when I kind of saw the long hair in its back, and I thought, "Uh oh, I'm in for it now." So I tried to straighten myself up and not make it obvious, because I had the bike kind of still underneath my legs, sprawled out all over the place. Um, and as I straightened my straightened myself out, it um, turned its torso, looked at me, and then I kind of almost straightened up, and then that's when it tilted its head from side to side. And that's when it started to turn its body completely towards me from side on when it's standing side on half to it turn that's when I saw its um his hair long back, his hair so long and across the back of his shoulders going down to the smaller his back. that was really thick and long, like having, like you know he got um English sheepdog type of hair yeah, like yeah. that, but more more long and wavy if that makes sense, that's not matted, but nice and healthy weight and he didn't look dirty that's what made he, the only thing that looked dirty was his nails and his fingers. But the rest of him, he
0: looked cleaner. If yeah, that makes
1: sense. Looks very really well clean. That's
0: that's really In that interesting, way. there, Donna. It's um because I mean the Kimberley area, it's it's kind of known for its red dirt and, and things like that. It's it's not the not the the most luscious of places. So for for a red, I guess a, a almost a, a light skinned creature to stay, I guess fresh looking is that's quite a feed out that way.
1: Well see, like I said, his chest was flushed pink like a deep pink red, like it's like across the shoulder and his chest, it was just made across his chest, going down to his navel area. that was all kind of bare red, like it was flushed red, but the rest of his like arms are kind of like a yeah, like a, a yeah, not black, not gray, but in between the eight colors you get what I mean. I can't really remember yeah. the color of the skin no, no, light I, gray.
0: I completely I completely know what you're, you're trying to say there now, Donna, have you ever heard of something called infrasound? Uh, no, no. So after, after we finish here, I recommend doing a little bit of research about it, but I have a feeling that you were subjected to infrasound by this creature because everything that you said there, where you're kind of feeling a little bit nauseous, you felt like your, your body was just kind of tensing up. It kind of fits the bill for this, this, I guess, effect called infrasound where it basically freezes a a subject and it's, um, It's quite amazing that you were still able to ride your bike in this scenario because that alone, having a yaoi chase you, almost being over the top of you with his breath on the back of your neck, that is is some seriously scary, scary stuff. And that's a situation that no one ever wants to be in. The fact that you got out of this basically unscathed, um, I find that to be amazing. I, I honestly, I cannot believe you got out of the situation so lightly. It's, um, it's, it's truly one of the most fascinating Yahweh encounters that I've really ever heard.
1: Well, I have to say, when I was riding that bike, and it was every time it roared, um, yeah, um, I did get, I felt stickier and stickier, and headache, and I couldn't focus. I, the only reason I focused is I used to do a lot of sports, so I used to remember always had to look straight ahead, focus on your target. And my target was focus that road, and a few times I I needed to fell off that bike and I I kind of as he bumped and behind and you know, I ran behind me, the bike was kind of hitting you know, rising off the ground and hitting the ground and I kind of put it down to that. But it was a few times I thought I was going to pass out and I really couldn't breathe at one stage and I thought, No, it's uh because i 'cause I'm I'm not used to riding the bike so hard but I was very fit at that time and um I thought I put it down to that and plus also did a lot of sports. We focused on our goals which is your targets to wing And that's why I said you're in a race, focus on the race, look ahead, look ahead. That's the only way I could get out of it. Think Think at that time, even though things were right behind me, I could see the hands going from at least three times. And it's mainly a funny thing. It was only just the, um. okay, i say it's right-hand side on the opposite side of the body, not the body, not the arm closest to me. It was the arm on the outside of the body that kept trying to go for me. That was weird. Yeah,
0: I but wonder this, if it was injured or something like that.
1: I don't know. Well, but that's it. Yeah, as I was saying, remember I told you earlier that, you know, that night I kind of got home. I was really shocked. When I got home, they knew something happened to me and I just drank like a litre of water in a couple of seconds and I said what happened. I didn't want to tell them. And then finally told them and they laughed at me. And then it wasn't until that um, couple of nights later that truck truck driver came to have a couple of drinks with my friends and I and um, he was just chatting and i said out of curiosity, how come you guys parked the truck here when you've got trucking bays out of town? And he so says, that's a good question. And as you said, that one night he pulled out of town, going north, and he um, parked his car, his truck, and he was sleeping in his truck. And he heard this racket, this roaring, and something throwing rocks or something at his car, at his truck. And that was what what him was the roaring and, and something hitting the truck. So in the end, he got up to see what the hell it was. He couldn't see out the window in the dark. He put his truck lights on and he saw this massive thing standing in front of his truck, throwing rocks and you know kind of roaring at him or yelling, and um, he reckons he just got in that truck and just went straight on the road, drove off, and he reckons he hit hit that creature, and he reckons that he hates trucks and cars ever since then. So maybe that.
0: Oh, wow. the
1: one. But he's the one who also said, he made um, said, you know, I should believe what she's saying because that's what's happened to me because we're quite shocked. And then he said, there's, a, there's no one in the town knows that these uh, Yowies live here. And they keep it quiet because they don't want to um, lose the tourism. And there's a family of them that live around the outskirts of the town, and they move around the town. Really? And there's one, yeah. And it's a one truck driver went to park his uh, truck out um, the southern part of town, going south of that town. And he um, parked his truck early in the morning to have a, a kip before he continued on his journey. And happened to look out of the truck, and there was a whole family of them. And he reckons he saw like. Uh, Two females, um, a baby, and what looked like a male walking across the road. But they wow. were peaceful; they, they didn't seem to care. And they said that they're, they're aware that there is a family, family or families that are scattered around that whole area. And that whole area is, you know, very lush in the kumquats at the right time of the season, and always have a constant supply of water even during the um, winter season and the dry season. So, um, it's yeah, it's a very um,
0: it's, it's prime it's, it's for life, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because and, uh, I don't want to say where it is. We don't want people hunting the poor things down. Because at the end of the day, I respect it for what it is because I don't know what it is. It's like, it is, it's not, I, I say it is kind of human but not human. It's, it's not ape. It's not animal but it's not human. I think it's a missing link. From my experience, I think it's a missing link and that was a ter- 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 terrestrial thing territorial thing when it got aggressive with me because I didn't take heed to its subtle warnings three days prior when I drove my bike past him and he growled because I thought it was a dog because it was such a subtle growl and even then I kind of felt a bit quivery in the stomach, like it felt really weird and that I couldn't work out where it was coming from. I knew it came from that side of the road but I couldn't see anything and the whole time, you know, the only time I heard something was when I heard it rustle and it just jumped up on the road behind me, and heard the saw Bump, and then start, thud thud, 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 roar, 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 and that's when I knew. Oh, oh this is the <laughs> end. It's one thing I'll never forget. It like I sound like a rabbit. i oh, sorry, I can't seem to talk because I've never really talked about it. Like I say, I just kind of stop and start and don't really make sense because it still blows my mind away. But when you're young, you think, Oh yeah, got over that. Move on to the next thing in life. You know, just put it behind you. Type of thing. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it it absolutely does. But an, an account like this, Donna, it will stick with you forever. It's um, and the fact that you haven't really spoken about it is um, that that's amazing in itself. I want to thank you for you know deciding to share it with with me and the and the listeners of my of my show. But
1: well, I'll be honest. A couple, it took me a couple of two weeks before I kind of got my bearings right because I got to the point where my friends it took you know the crap out of me about it, and even the people that we rented our holiday tents from because they rented out you know, organised tents, you know, glam cam tents type of thing. They used to come to me and say, have you eaten anything yet? Because I hadn't eaten anything for about two weeks. I hardly, I I didn't speak to anyone. I just went straight into my shell. I was just kind of disorientated and I, I just couldn't get my um, bearings right. I just couldn't, I just went, yeah, really kind of quiet and I was just kind of kept to myself and I knew something was bothering me. And I just—I think it just took a while to get over it. So I think I was in shock, but I didn't
0: realise I was in shock at that time. So yeah, did your mindset change after seeing this? Because effectively, you know, this is a creature that's not supposed to exist. It's—it's it's a fairy tale. It's old wives' tales. It's—it's it's not supposed I... to be real.
1: <laughs> well, to be honest, I never really thought. When I grew up as a kid, I grew up in the Wheatbelt West an Australia and they used to always say Yowie, there's Yowie there in some parts of the Wheatbelt, but they're small, like five feet little hairy monkeys, you know, and I never really thought anything out of it, about it to be honest, until that day then I I, I told them and they all made fun about me and said, no, it's Bigfoot it's Yowie and it still didn't dawn on me till you know, a couple of days later that that's what it was um, I don't know, if it's not like an American Bigfoot because so they're really thick hair all over, this, this is kind of like a our own besties, you know. I don't know if it. I don't know if it has a winter coat and it comes to a summer coat because, it, like I said, it's fur at the back of its shoulders going down. The small of its small of its back was really thick and lush and easy, about three inches long hair, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's really thick. And but the rest of its hair was just all kind of short hair, and you had like the odd stray of um, long hair between the short hair. It's really weird. But he was very masculine. I can never get the side on that. He was just like a triathlete, but football player, you know, very, a lot more, um, how can I say, a lot more, not short and stocky, a lot taller in the torso, but very lean and masculine and fit and, I don't know. But yeah, his only thing was weird was this stroke of his legs, yeah, because the back of his calf muscles kind of went straight into his legs, if that makes sense. His ankles, he had thick ankles.
0: Yeah, it's a That's it's a really interesting feature of of the Yowie or of the Bigfoot. It's it's something that I I have heard before, where it almost looks like it's just one solid big muscle in that area.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like if and and when he when he ran foot uh, when he ran flat footed, um, he had no flexibility in his ankles. But as he ran flat footed, it was like he. Uh, he stride and ran and thud, if that makes sense. So he kind of lift up his leg straight and it was kind of a clumsy thud, but he could move. I'll tell you, because I was pushing that bike. I was riding that bike hard. and I like, oh. <laughs> I know he could move, but that killed me because I was just oh, that died of a heart attack. But yeah, when he ran, it was like a, a stride a that thud flat foot, but he, he never straightened his legs out from heel to foot. Yeah, yeah, really hard to. And, um, and the funny thing is I really can't remember his face. I remember his eyes when the sunlight hit his eyes because they went from dark orange, light orange to a white and then finally when he actually faced me straight on where the sun didn't hit his eyes, his eyes are just like a normal colour and his face, he had like a dark skin face, like kind of, not as like again, not not as dark as an ape or a monkey but a in-between colour, not grey but not brown, I really can't remember the colour but Oh, I mean, oh, Funny thing I can't remember his facial. I remember his facial expressions when he just looked at me and went, "Oh, you're one of them." His face his look was absolutely disgusted, when he realized I was a human. Like, oh, you're one of them. <laughs> I mean, that's what I can't. That that facial expression, I can't get out of my mind. But I can't remember his face if that makes sense. It's just weird. Just oh, how it, it is?
0: It it does because I mean, not only the fact that you saw essentially glowing eyes, you know, you are seeing this creature, um, the. The glowing eyes would stand out. It would kind of take away from everything else that you're you're seeing there because there's not really anything else out there that does have that effect. You know, there's there's animals that have eye shine. I mean a lot of animals have eye shine, but for you to see the eyes glowing, that's that's something that's really different and almost has I guess a almost a paranormal aspect to it, really.
1: Yeah, and I'd assume I don't know if it's glowing glowing or it's just because the sunlight was kind of ref- reflection off the back of his retina and it's just the way he was moving his head towards me that the sun caught the back of his eyes but they had that orange dark glow to light orange and then it went white and then once he's facing square face on with shoulder to shoulder face to face but you know like 30 metres away then his eyes lost that glow so it was like yeah I don't know if it's the sun you know, wasn't hitting the back of his eyes but I know he had very small ears he didn't have big ears he had like his ears are almost human but they'll pin right back like really tight to the side of the head. I remember that part. The ears, that's weird because I thought oh, he's got his ears are smaller than this. I thought his ears were really small for the size of his head. That's what amazed me. I remember thinking, Gee, he got small ears. And mind you, it was quite it was quite far away. I could see his ears, but maybe that's because he's so far away. I don't know why I saw his ears. It's just I maybe it was when he turned his side on. That time he's um, smelling there and doing whatever he's doing. But um, but he seemed to calm down once you realised what I was and I was a female and once I was a female and he kind of went, oh you're one of them human his attitude and his facial expression and his body language was quite calm but then he cracked the chute because his walking just took two strides towards me and that's when the other cars came and he screamed and yelled and and when he yelled ran off yelling he, he I can't, it was like he was talking He's he's like I can't even explain it it's like he was yelling and saying something like. Aah! I can't explain what he's saying because it it sounded like Sound like he was talking English, but it was gibberish. I can't explain it. It's weird. You know yeah. how some people have the dogs and cats can talk and they have them on YouTube. It sounds like the dogs are saying, I love you. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've never heard that when dogs go, oh, oh, oh like that type of thing. It sounds like he was talking like that, but not saying I love you. But it's, it's that type of thing. And I have where you have people on YouTube where they have um their dogs saying, Say I love you and all that and the dogs talk back to him. Have you ever watched YouTube like that? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I know the type of videos yeah. you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Well that is it well that's what it sounded like when I think about it because he yelled and screamed. he really just went off the depot and The the cars came up to behind me because they come off the road they're coming behind me going into town. And that's when he just turned around, screamed and he's doing that kind of talking thing and he was just snapping the trees with one hand and throwing one arm up against above his head and just bringing that down, breaking other um, smaller tree branches down. And um, had a, and mind you, when he ran, he moved fast. He was gone in seconds. It's like he just blended in and he's gone. And that's when I just I took off. <laughs> Finally, somehow I somehow got the energy to focus on the way back home until that lady came towards me in the car that saw her at the beginning. And like I said, it only lasts maybe, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, maybe 30 seconds. I think it was at least three minutes because I know I was exhausted riding that bike. It might have been a bit longer, but in that short time, and it doesn't sound like much happened because a lot did happen, and yeah, I just can't, you know doesn't really sound much.
0: Oh, it it's it, not much. it sounds like a a an experience that you'll never forget, Donna. It's that's not that's not just a run of the mill experience with the Yowie. That's one of the most intense, incredible encounters that I've really, really ever heard. It's it's something. It's really something special, and. I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing that with me and the listeners, Donna. I really appreciate that.
1: Um, you're welcome. I hope you can understand what I'm saying because I stammer a bit. <laughs> because that's what happens when you try to explain things like that. It's a bit of a. like I say, I haven't spoken to anyone about it and trying to talk about it, and you haven't really distressed from it from like twenty or thirty years ago, whenever it was. It's really hard to talk about. You, you see it in your head, but you can't really speak about it. So if that makes sense. Um. I still feel kind of sick when I think about it, but it doesn't really scare me. I just feel really um odd when I talk about it.
0: And that's gonna do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio.